On today's episode, we are flossing. Our teeth, that is. We also see Mixer revisit its pricing strategy, and a new series by the Predictable Revenue team is encouraging your salespeople be less annoying. All this and more today on Recur Now. From ProfitWell's Boston HQ, it is Monday, November 4th. I'm Addie Sullivan. I'm James Herrick. And I'm Grace Gagnon. It's a beautiful day to subscribe. First up, your subscription news. Our first story is one I am most pumped to cover. Okay, I'm intrigued. Do tell. If you've ever listened to pretty much any podcast ever, you've heard of this next company, Quip. It offers, quote, modern oral care delivered, essentially a subscription toothbrush company. Oh, I know Quip. I actually know it well, but why are you so pumped about it? Well, not only am I an active advocate for mouth health, but I'm a two-time-a-day flosser. Good for you. So, guys, where is this going? Funny you should ask. Quip has just introduced the addition of floss to its repository. It's a $20 floss, a metallic applicator with refills at $5 every three months, and each string is pre-marked every 18 inches to help guide people to use the correct amount each session. You know you're an adult when you're excited about flossing, hashtag adulting. And I see here that Quip has pulled some data, and the big takeaway is that people want to floss on the go. So they've created something sleek that can fit in most any pocket, thus spreading the good message of health for your mouth. So here's the deal. Quip is pretty baller. To date, their team has raised more than $60 million in funding from several VCs. It's amazing to think that something as simple as a toothbrush has seen this much success. Well, everyone needs one, right? And now they're diversifying their offerings to keep people coming back because we know going multi-product is the way of the future. Yeah, and if you want to grow beyond a lifestyle business, you do need to diversify your product offering. The path you take to get there, though, it's completely up to you. We actually have an episode of Protect the Hustle with Freshworks' Garish Matharutham that goes deep on this, where he talks about his journey from producing a single help desk software offering to the multi-product suite they have today. It's no longer a group of Silicon Valley elite who have all the secrets on how to build a business. It doesn't matter what school you go to, where you come from. You know, We're now in a world where you can become successful anywhere with any background. That's right. And that's why I'm so excited about our guest today, Garish, the founder and CEO of Freshworks, who went straight at one of the most competitive markets in the world. We'll include a portion of that later in this episode. And as always, a link to the full interview in your subscriber newsletter. Check it out if you're interested in the multi-product way. And don't forget to floss. Now we hear from James and Grace on a Mixer Twitch head-to-head battle. Mixer is lowering its subscription price to compete with fellow video live stream platform, Twitch. Mixer is a gamer streaming service with which you can subscribe to your favorite gamers, comment on their stream, and interact with other viewers live. Mixer has officially lowered its price $1 from $5.99 to $4.99, which is apparently the same price of a month-long tier one subscription of competitor Twitch. This is a clear statement that Mixer is really looking to compete with Twitch and potentially steal some of its talent. The biggest star currently on Mixer is Ninja, which jumped ship from Twitch, apparently rocking the gaming streaming world. Here's a comment from Gaming Career's YouTube channel after Ninja switched to Twitch in August. There's still no denying that he is one of the biggest streamers on the platform and this is a massive blow to Twitch, especially as he is joining one of their biggest competitors. Moves like this aren't really anything new. They've happened in the sport world and even in the esports world for a while. Basically, a huge celebrity leaving to join a lesser or smaller competing team uh, for huge sums of money. And, And I think that is 
really what's happened here. I don't think anybody is denying that there must have been some huge financial incentive behind this move. Your pricing objective sets the course of your pricing strategy and can mean the difference between success and failure. Price you choose affects more than just how much profit you'll make or whether customers will choose your product over your competitors. No lever other than pricing has a higher impact on improving profits. A 1% improvement in price optimization results in an average boost of 11.1% in profits. That's no small change and the pun is intended there. Instead of thinking about pricing as a one and done process, it's smart that Mixer is revisiting it here to potentially maximize profit, boost growth, or, or simply to make ends meet. If you're looking for more pricing advice, head to ProfitWell.com to chat with our team or download our pricing strategy ebook to stop guessing and start building a pricing strategy that works. And now, Abby on being less annoying. Predictable Revenue's video series, Outbound Labs, launched this past September, consists of learning, tips, and trends from more than 50 outbound sales experiments. Welcome to Outbound Labs by Predictable Revenue, where we share the results of our prospecting experiments, what we learned along the way, and what it means for your team. In the latest, they discuss why it's better to send fewer follow-ups as a sales rep while maintaining high response rates. And since sales tactics apply to literally every organization out there, we are highlighting this one for the masses. They remind us that you can only be annoying by doing just that, being annoying. Your cadences don't need to be miles long. They should, in fact, be briefer than what you even consider brief. If you're on in your messaging, people are going to get back to you. And the majority of people are going to get back to you in those first couple emails. And all that you're doing by continuing to send email after email after email email after somebody hasn't responded to you, it's just pissed them off. So I think at the end of the day, pretty, pretty valid results. Send yeah. fewer emails. We saw a pretty significant drop off after, was it the third follow-up? It was the third email. The so third that's email. the second follow-up. So from that fourth email or third follow-up you're sending to them, you're really not going to increase your chances of success. We're all about personalization when reaching out to potential users. Remember, your users are what fuel you, and there's a lot more to selling than closing a deal and throwing it over the fence. This episode applies directly to the subscription space, sure, but is really helpful in any realm. Check it out and let us know your thoughts. Let's help each other be, you guessed it, less annoying. We'll also link to a podcast episode with Patrick and the Predictable Revenue crew on why it's important to understand the nuanced factors that determine pricing and why salespeople aren't more involved in pricing discussions. And that's it for your subscription news. Up next, a look inside Patrick's interview with Freshworks CEO. Has it been more building internally? Oh, maybe someone externally will like this? Or is it now like multi-product, like an actual strategy, meaning? So, so right now, multi-product is an actual strategy because what we've realized is we are selling to the same customer base effectively for most of our products. And uh, a lot of SMB customers or startups uh, actually like the fact that I can have a single customer record, right? So right from sales to marketing to support, if I can actually have a single customer record where I can know everything, I know that, hey, this is the person who came and, and we did a deal with this person and they bought this product and now they're talking about me on social media, they've raised 10 support tickets and we know which campaigns uh, they've opened. So I think it's it's uh, the integrated experience because sure. sales, customer support and marketing, it's one closed loop actually. And uh, so we thought, uh, why can't we build it as an integrated offering? And uh, that's one of the reasons uh, a lot of our customers actually like the fact that they can use two or three of our products together. So. It's still early days for the newer products, but that's the strategy to make sure that we are actually focusing on areas which are very close and adjacent to 
uh, what we have originally started out in support or uh, yeah. sales. And and in one aspect, if you think about it, it's like more like the iPhone or the Android phone. We all remember the TomTom Tom GPSs and yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the e-book readers. That cost amount of money back in the day. And, yeah. and, and the portable DVD players and yeah. th those uh, don't exist today as standalone products, right? So you don't need them because it's all integrated into the single experience. So I think uh, we would like to think of it like the smartphone revolution happening in business software. You have a solution that makes it more uh, relevant uh, to the business user. So we're not going by the traditional definitions of how software should be cut yeah. versus uh, looking at uh, how can we add more value to our users to make their lives better. I find that super fascinating too because it's an SMB product, right? Like, I mean, I know you have large companies on there as well, but it started off at least kind of focused on the smaller companies. And then very, I think relatively quickly, and correct me if I'm wrong, like you opened your next product, right? Like, and then now you have, I'm gonna get this wrong, eight different products so, under, the, under the Freshworks brand. Like what was kind of the decision, like as you were growing and as you we were kind of scaling the help desk, what was the decision to launch the next product or to kind of move forward with kind of this multi-product strategy? So, so if you really understand, uh, ours is a business model disruption. Mm -hmm. the, the opportunity that we have is a business model disruption where we are able to profitably cater to the long tail of the global SMB, which is not, previously wasn't serviceable. So once we realized that, so the second product that we built was actually Taking the same fresh desk code base, we built an IT service desk or an IT help desk, which we were able to go and address the IT departments. So it was customer support for the external world as fresh desk and customer support for the internal employees as IT help desk. So we were able to increase our addressable market and with relatively little engineering effort. Now that's how we became two products. Uh, and then when you think about the third product, it was more born out of natural, our own solving uh, our own needs, right? So because we were using a very popular CRM mm -hmm. and uh, so we see if you think about the evolution of CRM and the evolution of selling so most CRM solutions which started off in the year 2000 or so are built as a platform because all the new technology came after that mm -hmm. so you you we are almost today if you're an entrepreneur uh, you're almost uh, tuned in to the habit of thinking hey I need a CRM and then I need to buy five different tools like uh, let's say a marketing automation tool or a uh, email tracking tool or a campaigns tool and, and I have to uh, integrate all of them together to get a full-blown system working. But uh, to me, like when we were trying to do this, it, it almost became like a very complex project. So we had the CRM and five different tools in order to give our salespeople all the insights that they need to work on the prospects. If you think about uh, photography, right, and if you look at the evolution of photography, uh, 10 years ago, we all had these point-and-shoot cameras, if you remember those things. Yeah. And we had these SD cards. And uh, we are not talking about film photography. We're talking about uh, digital photography where you take pictures. And then if I want to send you some pictures, I take the SD card out. I load it onto my laptop. And then I download the files. I zip them. Yeah. Then I email them to you. And then you actually download them, see it, and then say, hey, Girish, cool pics, right? Yeah. It seems <laughs> such an old uh, yeah. uh, story now. Today... If you look at it, you, you flip out your iPhone and uh, take a picture and then share it on uh, yeah. uh, Facebook or WhatsApp or whatever, and then I give you a thumbs up. So what's happening here? So technology, even in the previous uh, version of photography, we're talking about technology like 
SD cards and laptops and point and shoot cameras. So, but the evolution of technology in the consumer world has made it possible to integrate everything into a seamless device. That's the smartphone where you're able to do all of this. So the same thing is happening in the business world also, right? That's what we, that's the approach we took to CRM. We asked ourselves, hey, why do we need to get five or six different tools and bundle it together? So why don't we start building our own uh, CRM, which is not only the traditional lead account management part of CRM, but also which integrates uh, event analytics from the web, from inside the in-app analytics, email campaign management, or uh, like lets me integrate my phone and email so that I can have everything integrated in one package, which helps my salesperson with all the context about the lead that they need and to be able to sell more effectively. So that's how Fresh Sales was born as more of an internal need or a use case uh, to so help uh, solve our own uh, salespeople problem. Yeah. But we have, uh, as a company, we always believe that whatever we build, we'll build it as a product and not as an internal tool so that we'll see uh, if we are able to kind of uh, give it to other folks. And if they yeah. are interested, we have a winner product. If they are not, we just kill it and move on. And finally, a teaser for trade-offs. So what about trade-offs? Profit Well and Product Habits present Trade-Offs, where product leaders Patrick Campbell and Heaton Shah join go-to-market and product forces to uncover the biggest trade-offs of industry players like Netflix, Evernote, Spotify, Black, Kanye West. With data, wow, this is huge. 86%. 86% said yes. With insight, as a product manager, if I have this data and I have this information now, what are your business constraints? All the streaming services, they have this licensing issue. A show for product people about the products you know and the insights you don't. That's it for your November 4th episode of Recur Now. We will catch you back here tomorrow. And if you're not already on the list to receive daily intel, simply sign up at recurnow.com.